Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hello, Katie. Hey there. Uh, do you have a nice... Uh, uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Oh long my goodness! Weekend. Every holiday should be on a Thursday, so we can have a four day weekend. It's just, it's just great. Yeah, we we luxuriously get a four day weekend. It is. It's typical, but not for everyone. Obviously, anyone who works in the retail industry is working more than ever. Yes, uh, we'll and and we may see some of the dividends of that very busy Black Friday, uh, maybe on the music charts. On the charts, you no, know, next week. Um, interestingly, we uh, this the charts that we're about to talk about, the tracking week for the sales charts and streaming charts ended on Thanksgiving night. Right. So um, it's kind of, you know, you're going to see a lot of like post-Thanksgiving shopping next week on the yes, charts. Yes, yes. So how will that turn out? We don't know, but stay tuned. <laughs> because as always, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop. For all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts, in addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news about Mumford & Sons and Mariah Carey, plus a pop shop Grammy roundtable, where we're discussing our thoughts on possible nominees for the upcoming Grammy Awards. Former Pop Shop co-host Jason Lipschitz returns to chat with Keith and I about who we think may get a nod in some of the big categories. It was a really fun conversation, so stay tuned for that in just a bit. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on uh, your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. Um, so... First up, let's do some chart chat before we get into the Grammy chat. Let's do some chart chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mumford and Sons score their number their th- their number one third album, <laughs> their third number one album on the Billboard 200 chart as Delta debuts atop the tally. Delta, Delta, Delta. Can I help you? Help you? Help you? <laughs> the set earned 230,000 equivalent album units in the week ending November 22nd according to Nielsen Music. Further, that's the biggest week of the year for an alternative rock album, and the second largest week for any rock album, after only Dave Matthews Band's Come Tomorrow, which debuted at number one with 292,000 units back in June. Um, yes, I was just double-checking my math. I'm like, it, Thursday was the 22nd. It was. <laughs> it's, it's, it's still my brain not realizing... Or not wanting to put together how Thanksgiving was so early this yes, year. Yes, indeed. It's weird. Um, next up, staying with the Billboard 200, uh, as Michael Bublé's Love and The Greatest Showman Reimagined compilation album starts at numbers two and three, respectively. Pop diva Mariah Carey collects her 18th top 10 album as Caution climbs in at number five. Caution starts with 51,000 units. Amazingly, Katie, 
Mm-hmm. Out of her 21 total chart entries on the Billboard 200, only three of them have missed the top 10. You probably did that math already when I said 18 top 10s, 21 <laughs> chart entries. That means three didn't make the top 10. And all three of those were compilation efforts. So basically, if Mariah Any Carey... Any of her original albums. Yeah, yeah all, 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 all 15 of her albums that have like sort of n- like new original material. Mm-hmm. So that includes her Glitter soundtrack, her two Christmas albums. Her Unplugged? Um, plus all of her sort of what what most people would consider a studio album mm-hmm. that is not Christmas, not Unplugged, okay. not a soundtrack. Okay. Um, all of those hit the top 10, plus Unplugged, Glitter, and the two uh, Christmas albums. Plus she had a ballads compilation that went in top 10 plus she had hmm. her number ones compilation of that went course, top 10 of course. basically whatever mariah does probably goes top 10 the lamley are nothing if not reliable and evidently i mean a lot of people are saying lots of great things about the mariah album too yes i uh we were talking to our friend from billboard news tetris kelly and he says it's a vibe it's a vibe <laughs> Uh, I think Mariah might appreciate that. I think I can quote him on that. It's a vibe. <laughs> uh, you know, among all women, Carrie uh, has the third most top tens. <clears throat> Sorry. Only Barbara Streisand uh, with 34 and Madonna with 21 have more top 10 albums in wow. the history of the Billboard 200. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> <clears throat> so sorry. You got this, Keith. I'm going to make it through. <laughs> going to make it through the rain. Do you have water? We need. <laughs> <clears throat> I believe that's a Mariah Carey song. Through the rain, isn't it? I don't know that song. <laughs> um, well, heck, anyways. <laughs> and now it's time for our special Grammy roundtable. As we noted earlier, we sat down with Jason Lipschitz to talk about our thoughts about the possible nominees in the big four categories at the upcoming Grammy Awards. Will the Carters get nominated for Album of the Year? Could Post Malone score a record of the year nod? And will Cher get a Grammy nomination? We can only hope. Keith hopes. Take a listen. (laughs) So, let's talk Grammy nominations. (laughs) Um, So, joining Katie and me is the OG pop shopper, Jason Lipschitz. Hello, Jason. What's up, guys? In the building, even. In the building, in the flesh. Yeah, I was just on Pop Shop and uh, called in, so it's nice to actually like be able to look at Katie and Keith. And this yes. is the first time we've actually all done a show physically together. I think you're right. Yes, is that true? Yeah, because I've yes, yeah, one hundred percent. Wow. Yeah, the, the the one and only time that all three hosts of the Pop Shop have actually physically wow. been in the same space we, recording. The what Pop happens Shop. if one of us or if this room gets bombed? Like, who takes over? <laughs> Oh, terrifying thought. That's good. all right. We can. Thanks, Katie. <laughs> Sorry, there's no designated survivor for Pop Shop. <laughs> well, um, the three of us. Be, let's just say Gary Trust. Yeah, Gary, yes. if you're listening, <laughs> Gary, you get this. And you're, you're the Kiefer Sutherland of Pop Shop podcast. Um, well, the three of us are going to be sharing our thoughts on who uh, could snare some big nominations at the upcoming Grammy Awards, along with perhaps some long shot possibilities and maybe some of our hopes for nominees and. Uh, some lesser categories that, you know, maybe don't get the same kind of shine as the big four on uh, Grammy night. Um, speaking of which, there are actually 84 categories uh, currently at the Grammy Awards, which is actually down from what it used to be. It wow. was like, I think it was like 100 or something at one yeah. point. Um, so they've slimmed down a bit. And uh, the big four categories, which are the marquee ones that are the most prestigious um, and also happen to blend all genres of artistry, are Best New Artist, Song of the Year, Record of the Year, and Album of the Year. 
And a big change to the top four categories this year. Uh, there will be eight nominees in each of the categories instead of the usual five. So that could really change how the nominees pan out this year. So that'll be very interesting to see. For good or for worse, we don't know. We'll discuss. Um, and some basic uh, dates for you to remember, nominations for the 2019 Grammy Awards, which reflect the eligibility period of October 1st, 2017 through September 30th, 2018, will be announced on December 5th. The Grammy Awards themselves will take place on February 10th, 2019, and most likely all three of us might somewhere be near the Grammys that, that Well, day. you know, <laughs> most I live likely here. we might somewhere be near the Grammys. It's mostly I if Jason is going to come I've, come I've, out to LA, yeah, I think I he will. So, yeah. The Grammys have the Grammys are returning to uh, Los Angeles this year. They'll be back at the Staples Center after a uh, a brief after vacation. A brief to New vacation York. at Madison Square Garden, which it was at Madison Square Garden, right? It was. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> everything, everything was everything was different like, it was it was very strange like because i went i last year was the first grammy i actually like went to the actual show which is so cool and then afterward i was just like all right i'm going like i went down to like penn station and caught <laughs> caught a train to my house and it was that was very strange so that's i mean nice in a way it was very nice it yeah. was it, i remember like when i because i was doing the red carpet and it was like yes this red carpet looks familiar because the, the chandeliers looks the same and the carpet looks the same, but everything was a little tighter. It was like Grammys in the Upside Down. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was like an Ariana Grande video. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, all right, so let's go through the big four categories and who we think some of the obvious nominees could be. Maybe some likely contenders and maybe some long shots if we have any thoughts on possible long shots. So let's get started with best new artist um, and this category. Um, an artist will be considered for Best New Artist, this is according to Grammy.com, if their eligibility year uh, release, or their eligi- eligibility year release or releases achieved a breakthrough into the public consciousness and notably impacted the musical landscape. Even the Grammys don't know what that means. That's exactly, a lot of gobbledygook. But... Uh, basically, it's like, you know, weirdly, people like Cardi B and Post Malone aren't eligible this year. Cardi B had been previously nominated as a lead artist. So she immediately was thrown out the window. Post Malone, they determined they felt that he had already kind of arrived with his first album. So he had already he was too big to be new. So you know, Katie's hold, it's, well, it's Katie's just, withholding it. Best new artist is crazy. It's a I, weird category. Well, I just the example I always think of is like Fountains of Wayne getting nominated. I I don't know what year that was, like two thousand five or Shelby something. Shelby Lynn being nominated like yeah. a million years after she yeah. debuted. And so, the, but then it's like Post Malone can't get nominated. It's I don't get it. It's but a, anyway, it, there's there's you know there's some weird shake and bake nomination ca- committees that are in the Grammys that do these decisions. But let's get started. Okay, I mean I'll just go ahead and take the baton <laughs> and talk about Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa, because that's you know I think that she is a very obvious selection. Um, her album actually came out last summer, not the summer, not this past summer, the summer before. Right, right. But New Rules had its full moment breakthrough in this year, and um, it's just like a smash mega hit, and she arrived with it, like the just as a pop star, fully formed. And then since then, has just been putting out these incredible dance collaborations with Calvin Harris and with Silk City, and and it's just like she's got to be nominated. She yeah. has to be. Weirdly, though, New Rules is not eligible for Record of the Year. 
Because it came out on the album that, or when was it actually released as a single? Is they, that the re- it's reason? It's because they submitted it last year. Oh, jeez. Yep. So this year they put in a live version of New Rules, which of course won't. That's always the the workaround. Yeah. Yeah, that's happened before. But Dua as an artist, best yes. new artist, she makes all the sense in the world. Yes, Dua. Um, <laughs> Jason, do you have any thoughts on who you think might be a, a lock for this category? Yeah, I mean, I think that I, I agree. I, or strong possibility. Dua is probably the safest bet. I, I think that LMA is probably the next safest bet, um, simply because Boot Up was one of the biggest hits of, of the year. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of came out of nowhere. But but also Trip, her follow-up single, uh, performed really well. Yeah, it's, it's, it, was a, it was a hit as well. Yeah, uh, p- she's really likable. I think, I think that's the thing is that you have, uh, with Best New Artists, one of the things that I always think about is how defined are these artists? How how much do you and and that's like a subjective thing, but how much do you think the public is aware of someone like? And I think you you know who Dua Lipa is to some extent now, even though she's only had a few hits. I think my the same mom thing. might not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I always think about who does my mom know. <laughs> Which I don't know that she knows. No, I mean, Dua Lipa. Pro- Dua's probably been on the Today Show or Good Morning that's America. More, that's how Debbie Byrne finds out about things, the Today Show specifically. So, But I think that at, like LMA, like everybody knows, even if you don't know her, um, you know Boot Up. She's open for Bruno Mars. Right. She's had, like I said, multiple hits. So I think I think Ella is going to be in there as well. Um, looking at some of the other possibilities, you know, we all have notes here in front of us. Um, Marshmallow was submitted. Uh, for new artist, I, I don't know if he's a shoe in necessarily, Man, but he's had a big year. His Bunch track record, oh my god! Um, I think he's a possibility. Um, is he a shoe in? I don't know, but with eight available slots this year, that, feels like it has to be. Yeah, I'm like, well, you can and really it also the category. feels like in best new artist um, specifically, they really try to like represent genres yeah. you know like get somebody in there to represent and that's probably where um luke combs would come in as well He's as usually a, a country artist always in here yeah and so i feel like you know he was he had a uh, big night at the cma awards um but winning best new artist there and so that kind of makes like maybe they'll pave the way a little bit um but he also is not like a huge personality yet but his music I mean, you know the chart stats. His like first four songs were top ten on country airplay. He's he doesn't have that sort of like X factor. He hasn't really like broken through in like a really super mainstream way. But you can't deny like hit after hit at country radio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, if we don't if if we don't have any like like other shoe ins, we can just sort of rattle off who we think you know some other plausible people. Troy Sivan. Weirdly, is eligible this year, even though Post Malone isn't, though Troy Sivan is on his second full-length album this year, yeah. and he had a bunch of EPs before that. Yeah. But I guess this year, he really made his public breakthrough. It's really weird. Sure. <laughs> I mean, we love Troy Sivan. Yeah, Friend of, of the course. podcast, Troy Sivan. Um, but he's he's a contender, and you know uh, he had a big tour. He's in a movie, uh, Boy Erased. Uh, he you know had a moment with Bloom with his album, which top ten, which went top ten. So he's a possibility. Um, some other folks, um, Juice World had a big hit, huge hit song. It'll be interesting to it'll be interesting to see of these eight nominees uh how many are are hip-hop artists because you there there are so many i think i think juice world i agree is probably the strongest bet but you know you mentioned like lil pump like lil pump could get in there like uh you know it's 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 going to be interesting to see how much um uh like a a spread across uh those genres uh hip-hop is represented do we need do we need eight nominees in these damn categories 
You would, you know, it's it's funny because when we all thought we lived in a world where Cardi B and Post Malone were going to get nominated, it actually was kind of in- interesting to have those eight nominees, even if you knew that they weren't going to necessarily win. If you had this kind of Post Malone, Cardi B, and then you have the, the Dua Lipa, LMA, Juice World, and then I think it would be interesting to have like three more to to kind of round it out. Is like, oh, I wasn't Just expecting to see. Yeah, exactly. Because these are such coveted nominations that like, but but now it does kind of feel with those would have been front runners removed does feel a little overstuffed. I actually feel like maybe they should have followed in the lead of the Oscars and done like just album of the year got multiple yeah. like eight or ten nominations and kept the other categories as five or yeah yeah I mean it's it, 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 I think people assume that the expansion to eight nominees in these categories is sort of a answer to how hip-hop continually gets blocked in the album of the year category and ladies um <laughs> And the ladies. And the ladies. Except Don't forget in, about the ladies. Well, Adele and Taylor Swift would argue oh, with you. obviously. But no, I mean, but they're, like, last year, I'm looking at specifically where Lord was the one and only. Well, they, I think they were purposely stacking the album of the year deck last year to try to ensure that a hip-hop album would win, and that worked against them because they Then it was Bruno. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Bruno Mars. All right, <laughs> let's, let's move on here uh, to our next category, Song of the Year. All right. Um... It's a songwriter's award, and a song is eligible if it was first released or if it first achieved prominence during the eligibility year. <sighs> okay, so last year's winner was That's What I Like by Bruno Mars, uh, and we didn't mention this, but Alessia Cara was last year's winner for Best New Artist. So um, I'm going to start with what I think was probably a shoe-in for this category, is This Is America, yeah. um, written by Donald Glover and Ludwig Göransson, and of, of course performed by Childish Gambino. Um, it was such a um, pop culture moment, um, such a water cooler moment in an era where we don't have water cooler moments anymore. And um, it was a huge statement song. And, and that's what I think you can count on in the song of the year category. You can count on songs. This is the category where like, um, a really well-crafted song with some like sort of meaning and something like that really says something can, can get nominated. And also you can usually count on a country song getting nominated somewhere in the mix for song of the year. So that's my um, sort of shoe-in. That might be everyone else's shoe-in I, too. Well, I think I totally agree with that. Um, I think a strong possibility would be um, Shawn Mendes for In My Blood. I really like this oh, song. Cool. I actually love the album in general and I hope it gets love um, across the board but I think this is a very like the strongest possibility because it's a really fantastic storyline for the Grammys if he and Teddy Geiger get up there and accept this award yeah Teddy Geiger obviously was a pop star um, and then made a transition to uh, living as a woman just like this past year and Sean has been like hugely supportive of all of this and I think it would be just incredible to see Teddy that hit the Grammy stage. Moment. It would be, uh, I mean, Gra- Grammys love those Grammy moments. Yes. Um, but at the same time, it's also, it's also just a great song. amazing song. And as you said, it's one about telling a strong story and it's a story about, you know, anxiety and about, um, you know, just... We, we've had this discussion in our office before yeah. where you, me, and... You can read that this song a million different ways. Our departed Stephen Horwitz. Uh, uh, <laughs> He's still departed alive. Departed from Billboard. Still alive. Departed from Billboard. He's not dead. <laughs> Um, we, uh, we, 
we all um, <laughs> listened to the song and got different meanings from yeah, it. Yeah, different interpretations, which honestly, that's probably like a strong yeah. like a song that, or a, str- a sign of a great, strong song. Uh, Jason, uh, do you have any uh, strong contenders? Uh, I'm going to vouch for my favorite pop song of the year. Oh, boy. What's this? Any guesses? I was going to say Some, Delicate. Something by Robin? Is that oh, eligible? No, no. Delicate's a good guess. Uh, uh, Love Lies by uh, Normani and Khalid? No. Uh, another good guess. Uh, oh, no Tears Left, left to Cry. To, oh, great. Uh, I mean, how did I not by guess Ariana that? Grande. It was literally the song. It was you my walk-up at, music introduced during our song? recent live music summit. <laughs> I had to pick up, uh, I introed a couple panels, and they asked me what my intro music should be, kind of like my baseball walk at bat music. song i was like no tears up to cry you didn't pick whatever the sixers theme is no i i honestly <laughs> the <sixers> theme. <laughs> do they have one <laughs> good burn <laughs> do, wait do you like you like that team that organization the correct? eagles got me uh, <laughs> i was joking joking i um but anyway no i think no tears still up to didn't cry. answer the question uh, sixers are a team aren't they the they sixers are, are yes. a team. do they have yes. a theme song they do actually okay it's called like one well, it's I don't know if it has a name. Anyway, we'll, t- we'll, okay, talk, we'll talk about this offline. It's a very good theme song. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ariana, that was your walk-up song, your favorite song this year. Yeah, I love No Tears Up to Cry. She's I never think. been nominated in, I think, the sort of the big four. I, really? I she, she, she may have been nominated for Best New Artist, which I'm not sure she about. She's not. But no. she's never won a Grammy, I don't think. Yeah. So. And she's never been nominated in the, in the big four, and I, I love No Tears Up to Cry. I think it's like, honestly, and it was a big hit, and, and critics loved it, I still – I. At this point, I almost think it's a little underrated because I think it's just, like, such a strong, like, perfectly composed pop song um, just from every a- uh, as- aspect of it. Um, and, yeah, it's it, I-, I love I well, love everything. I love the way that she coos shut your mouth, like, in the, in the bridge. Like, shut that, your mouth. Let's get that in Song of the Year. <laughs> now, now... Uh, truth be told, uh, the three of us do not have the list of submissions for these categories in front of us. None of the three of us are voting members, correct, Jason? You are not? I am not, no. Um, so for all we know, we could be wrong, No Tears Left to Cry may have not even been submitted for Song of the Year. I can't imagine. Well, mm, I... I'm pretty sure God is a Woman is probably the one they're preferring. Here. Although, what I was thinking when we were talking about storylines, I mean, this is, that was the post-Manchester bombing song. That was like the song where she came back and she's like, I'm going to sort of address this. It's going to have a little bit of a melancholy intro, but then it's going to be like, I'm going to try to like move on like with this like super buoyant pop song. Yeah. Well, if... I think in this case, if it's not No Tears Left to Cry, then it will probably be God as a Woman. Okay. Like, they'll probably throw Ariana in here some, in some yes. capacity, especially I, considering there's eight slots now. I have a feeling they that No Tears Left to Cry was submitted for Song of the Year. Do, do you do you just, are you just winking at me and, and doing like a <laughs> finger gun at me for a reason? Just a feeling. Just a feeling? Just a feeling. Strong feeling. So yeah. Jason seems to know something. <laughs> um, all right. Um, other candidates. I, I'm not sure if this is even. I think it's. I think it's eligible. This is me from the Greatest Showman. Yes, I, but I don't think another one on your list is. Oh, really? I think didn't we look up Shallow from Lady Gaga? Wasn't that like a week late? Shallow, I think, definitely came out in time. It was the album that didn't. Yeah, come out. I thought yeah. it. I thought the. I thought Shallow I, came out late. I think Shallow's eligible. I okay. think that came out okay. first. In the meantime, I'll talk about This Is Me, which I think was submitted. Um, it was the big hit from the greatest showman soundtrack um the greatest showman soundtrack was one of the top selling albums of the year a huge success 
um, a number one album on the Billboard 200, and it'd be a great way to recognize the success of the album and also a hugely empowering song that was nominated for Best Original Song at the Academy Awards. Um, and there's also a great story behind that, you know, um, you know how, you know, you should be empowered and feel good about yourself and you can triumph over the odds and all sorts of great, you know, concepts that are all wrapped into a song. Um, so that's a possibility. And and Katie, you looked up Shallow? September 27th. Y'all are right. Yeah. So it is eligible. And so maybe Lady Gaga Shallow from A Star Is Born could get in here, especially considering all the love A Star Is Born is getting, but the album itself is not eligible. If not here, then the Oscars. Well, yeah, she's got that going. <laughs> um, anything else that we think are, you know, strong possibilities for this category? Or we can just move on. Let's go to record. All right. So record of the year. The record of the year category recognizes the artist's performance as well as the overall contributions of the producer, recording engineer, and or mixer and mastering engineer, if other than the artist. And this is a uh, song, like a single award. So song of the year is for songwriting. Record of the year is more about the overall production and artist performance and the whole shebang. So that's why you'll sometimes see differences in the two categories. You know, you'll get like an earnest country song thrown into song of the year and then maybe like a, you know, less... Uh, delicate so to speak song (laughs) in record of the year because it's more about sort of like the overall uh, quality of the track Um, last year's winner for record of the year uh, was 24 karat magic by Bruno Mars Um, I think a huge shoe in will be anything by Drake what song will it be probably God's plan Um, but he had a bunch of hits this year right but that's I'm gonna go Drake God's plan I think it's gonna be God's plan I think that's a good call um, I'll, I'll go next. I think feel this free. could be where Cardi B shines because I feel like That'd be cool. I like it. Um, is just a great recorded song, which is the whole point of this category. Um, Huge hit, number one on that Billboard Hot 100. Uh, of course, she did it with Bad Bunny and J Balvin, um, whose verses were entirely in Spanish. And um, this song just seems like it would really represent a lot of artists, a lot of genres. It would just give a lot of love to a lot of places with this one major nomination. Yeah, and it's a great song. Jason, um, it's a good question. I, I think that um, I think that this might be where Post Malone shows up uh, with Rockstar. Better? Oh, but I was gonna say better I now. Rockstar. I, I think that uh, you know if if he obviously is not going to be eligible for Best New Artist, but I think that the Grammys would be smart to have him as part of this year just because somewhere they, in the marquee category yeah, yeah i mean you know and i think that rockstar makes the most sense uh i think uh, again going back to the song of the year i think like this is america is probably the front runner here too mm. um just because I, I i think out of any song i i would be really shocked if that was not included in record of the year and and song of the year even yeah i, w- I mean at least one of the two i guess i should just say. nominated for album of the year too even though there's no album i know right i mean <laughs> i just think that like that feels like the strongest uh, you know huge hit uh, really powerful, really singular. I, I I can't imagine This Is America by Childish Gambino kind of losing out on, on at least one of these two awards. And so. it's a way to have something kind of, you know, political um, in the mix, in right. the top categories, and, and to have a political moment, so to speak. It'll at least win short-form video. <laughs> Yeah, which sure it, will. It didn't. It didn't win video of the year at the VMAs, which is bizarre. But it, those are fan voted. It was Camila. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, not to say that Camila shouldn't be nominated in the short no. form video for Havana either. No, no, no. Um. Anyway, um. Other. I think. I think personally, Zed, Marin Morrison, Grays the Middle is like a lock. Yeah. For record that of the year. That makes sense. I agree. There's no way it won't be nominated. I think. Um. 
Well, Katie, do you have any other thoughts on well, this? Well, it's funny. Jason bringing up Post Malone, I want, it makes me wonder if they might, if they would have submitted better now. The only reason I bring this up is because for me, I have like gone along not really understanding the Post Malone thing and I fully until like embrace now. that until better now. So I feel like the older voters of the Grammys might be in my boat of like not getting it, quote unquote, until better now. Better now just is like, a, it's a pop song. It's a melodic pop song and it's like got a hook and it's great. So I've, I'm just I'm ba- I'm like lumping myself in with other like old people who don't get it. No, no. I, I, What's that post Malone? No, I. I I'm I'm on, I think I'm on sort of the same train where I'm like I think I came around a little bit more to uh, Posty with because uh, I'm I'm on I'm on a sort of a nickname basis with him now. Wow. Um, with Posty with a better now and with the uh, sunflower track. Oh yeah, the yes, also the a nice song. Spider Man uh, soundtrack. Any uh, any other thoughts on this, Jason, on record of the year? Uh, I agree with you on the middle. Um, you had uh, on this list uh, Maroon Five, Girls Like You. Um, I think featuring Cardi B, the Cardi B version. Or actually, it might be with Cardi. Actually, it's featuring. It's hard to tell because she had so many features. But this is definitely. Featuring. I don't really have like a good handle on. So Maroon Five won Best New Artist, I, I believe. Th- I think so. And but I don't think they've kind of racked up. Obviously, they've had a ton of hits over the past decade and a half, but. Had they had that strong of a showing? Mm, no, I don't think they've ever had an album of the year nominee or even a record of the year nominee. Yeah, maybe, like maybe, like maybe in this pop. Love. I was thinking like maybe pop. moves like Jagger is in the pop category or something like did well. Um, this actually bringing up Cardi makes me wonder also, is Finesse, the Finesse remix, eligible this year? No, I, I, I was reading something. And so stuff that isn't eligible for record of the year include Camila Cabello's original version of Havana. Um, because it was submitted last year. Yeah. Um, and then same thing happened with Dua Lipa's new rules, which we mentioned earlier. And then for some reason, unless I could be wrong, and Jason may start winking at me, um, <laughs> Bruno Mars and, and Cardi B's uh, finesse um, is not eligible. I, I mean, obviously, think. it's from yeah, it's from the Bruno album, but the remix version that got released was definitely uh, after the fact, and it was definitely this year. It was like January or February. That yeah, it came out. So I mean, I January. I, I could just eat my words in a couple of days when the nominations are revealed, mm. and suddenly it's nominated. Just figured with like what a big year Bruno had last year. Obviously, he has fans. So, Jason, what, what's the results on Maroon 5's previous Grammy history? So, it's interesting. They've only been nominated one time in a general category, sure. uh, which was Best New Artist, which they won. Wow. They have 11 other uh, nominations. All in pop duo group all performance? All in pop, uh, pop vocal album. Wow. Pop du- best pop duo group performance. That's what happens. Uh, best pop collaboration. Uh, and they've, all, they've, they've won three total Grammys. Well, Girls Like You was a huge. It was a, it's a huge number one hit. It was number one for seven weeks on the Hot 100. It was number one as they were going into the voting process. Mm-hmm. So I think that could also help. Um, That's interesting, you know. And you know, the the video was sort of a female empowerment, like female, it like shined a light on ladies in a way. But also, it wasn't, you know, it's not political. There's actually a lot of good contenders for short-form video of the year with This Is America, Girls Like You, um, uh, Nice For What from Drake, also a star-studded, oh, empowering God. video. Just, just if, we can, if we can just give, like, some sort of Screen Actors Guild nomination to Felicia Rashad <laughs> as the mom, I can just watch <laughs> that's that That's in clip. my feelings. Oh, shoot, really? Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. God darn it. But oh, yes. The, the Nice For What is the reunion with the Degrassi. No, no, no that, that's the one that's where he, I'm upset. this is where he gave away all the that, money. No, no. It's God's plan. <laughs> that's hilarious. 
is. Wow. Nice for one Keith... is the one that has like Tiffany Haddish and it has like has all like Issa a Rae. bunch of yeah uh, famous Tracy women. Clearly not the one that I really uh, cared Olivia about. Wilde. <laughs> Can we just so have funny. the next Pop Shop podcast is going to be Keith being like, well. I've watched Drake videos. Uh, I've watched all those videos. I just forget week. which one's called what. I love that you cycle through all of them, though. It's like it was scripted. Was really right. It's yet. like we scripted and that. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Album of the year. Yeah, let's move on to <laughs> album of the year. Um, so the award goes to the artist and to the featured artists. Uh, uh, so, this can't be right. Songwriters of new material. Really? Is that really? Oh, album of the year goes to like everybody. Yeah. My friend who's a mixer, he gets nominated when Rihanna gets nominated for an album of the year. I didn't realize songwriters were oh, yeah. nominated oh, yeah. for this too. Mm-hmm. Um, producers, recording engineers, mixers, and mastering engineers credited with at least 33% playing time of the album if other than the artist. Um, wow. So this is this is one of those weird categories where someone can – there can be like 30 nominees – for one album, oh yeah, you know, especially That's if it's like a hip hop album. Um, one of my one of the best examples of that. Were was you nominated for album of the year? I have a, an album of the year grant. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, when Daft Punk won, oh yeah, in uh, 2014, uh, there were so many people on that album that sure. got that got album of the year grant. Like Panda Bear from Animal Collective has an album of the year. Uh, Grammy. Paul Good Williams, yeah, 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 they all do. Uh, Nile Rodgers, yeah, mm-hmm. Giorgio uh, Moroder, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, should we just keep naming? No, <laughs> Pharrell Williams. <laughs> so last last year's winner of this category was Twenty Four Karat Magic by Bruno Mars, along with his cavalcade of uh, collaborators. Okay, so um, I'll start. I think a shoe in is Drake's Scorpion. Now, maybe in a year where there were only five nominees, maybe it wouldn't be necessarily a shoe in because I think people kind of criticize the album as being overly long, Too long. and yeah. you know it could have been more concise, which would have had a hot. Uh, but Jason's going to disagree with me. I think I think it will get nominated. I don't know about shoe in though. I don't know. Mm. Really, I don't know. Even with eight with eight nominees, let me talk about a shoe in. Casey Musgraves. Wow. <laughs> I'm like I want to steal the Casey Musgraves moment sure. for Golden Hour. Um, first of all, it won Album of the Year at the CMA Awards, which is a good sign. S- very good sign and super surprising. Like they, you know, CMA Awards have have always given Casey some love. They she performed at the show. And uh, but she's always kind of been a bit of a country outsider, and so the fact that she won Album of the Year was kind of insane. And I mean, it's just that good of an album, though. Like that's that's how good this album is. It's start to finish, just super like listenable. You calling it right now? Casey's going to win Album of the Year. I would love that. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't. I don't know about that. But I I would absolutely love it. It's it's that good. And um, there's some weird stuff on here. I mean, High Horse is a disco country song. Um, there's just it's just so good. So everybody, if you have not listened to it, listen to it. And I I feel very confident that it will get that album of the year nomination. Katie will soon be leaving Billboard to join the publicity team with Casey <laughs> For Musgraves. Casey Musgraves. <laughs> um, uh, Jason, do you have any other some obvious candidates? Yeah, um, I think that I, I wrote in, when it came out in June. I wrote this column about how uh, the Carters, uh, everything is love, mm. feels like an immediate. Front runner. Would Beyonce and Jay Z even show up to the show? I mean, it, it, who knows? But I think that uh, historically, Beyonce and Jay Z have been mm. snubbed in this category. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know, obviously, if they get nominated again, they could they could not necessarily win again. Uh, but I but. think that if we if if we're if the Grammys are trying to let's say right a few wrongs. Uh, 
honoring Jay-Z and just, Beyonce in one fell swoop is a good way to do that. And just don't have anyone vote because it's, it's not about the nominees. It's about the voting. The, thing, um, the, the biggest hurdle uh, of, of Everything is Love winning is that I, I don't think it, it had the kind of rapturous response no. of right. uh, a Lemonade or even a 444. Uh, I think that I agree with uh, Katie. I think Casey Musgraves will be in there. Um, I have my own little list. Uh, I think I, I think this is where Ariana breaks through. Mm. People love Sweetener. That would be that would be her first. That, yeah. We just talked about that. That would be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I I think this is like this is Cardi's time to shine. Mm. Like I think that Invasion of Privacy is is an incredible album, and um, I would love to see it in there. Um, that would be awesome. Beyonce and Jay Z neither have ever won Album of the Year. Right. right yeah which is crazy i mean adele adele said that adele yes said that and you were in the press room i believe yes. like what does beyonce have to do to to, to win the, the <laughs> yes. damn grammy or whatever she said something more colorful um but if we look at if we look at the carters everything is love as let's say the equivalent to the lord of the rings the return of the king See, I was thinking, you know, what I was thinking right. of was uh, like Al Pacino, Scent of a Woman. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's like the yeah. makeup. It's the well, makeup award. It's a lifetime award. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's, it's the Martin Landau award. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, if you look at that way, the first, there's three Lord of the Rings films. The first two were both nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. They did not win. The third one was nominated along with a million other categories that year. And it won, it swept, it won everything. So considering that Lemonade... 444 and everything is love are part of a, a piece. They're part of a story. Um, this could be a way, mm-hmm. and, and both Lemonade and 444 were nominated for Album of the Year. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if this is nominated for Album of the Year, which it very likely could be, it could be a way to kind of recognize the full story, the full body of work. And in one fell swoop, you give Album of the Year to both Jay and Beyonce at the same time. Yeah. Something yes. they haven't had before. I think it's really and, interesting. Yeah. And I, I, it'll I, never happen. No, it could. It could. Definitely I mean, obviously, happen. and here's could, the thing: I, I just I spoke about how it wasn't rapturously reviewed. Everything is love is really good. Like it's, I think it's again a little underrated at this point, simply because it has to be compared to a Lemonade or a Four Forty Four. I don't right. think it's quite as strong as those, but I think that there are songs on that album that are really, really great. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to bet against them if they get nominated. Well, they'll Let's definitely get that. a music video nomination for Apeshit. Yeah. Yes. That there is the it one is. in the Another Louvre. Another right? one. Yes, it is. Thank you. Is that the one where, is that the where she's got a baseball bat? Is that the? <laughs> is that the one where she's like you know strutting down like a, a top of a roof and like is, is she's flinging her hand in the air with a ring on it? Is, is she with like Kelly and Michelle doing something? Can I take a weird left turn for one second sure. and just Always. say? Watching CMA Awards made me think. Sorry, I've CMA Awards clearly are on my mind. Um, watching it made me think: like, will the Grammys ever? Would the Grammys ever consider doing an Entertainer of the Year award like the CMA Awards? Because it really feels like such a good award. Like it's it's honoring that person's entire year. And we're talking about like everything that person does and puts out. And even if they don't put an album out that year, like you can still get nominated because sometimes people just have a big year, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, um, I, I don't know if they would ever make that big of a change. The AMAs do Artist of the Year, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they always have. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I think, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Anyway, it's just, it made me think about it. But I think, I think the Grammys like honoring that album, that body of work, like that being the top prize. I mean, Billboard, I had a Billboard Awards have the Artist of the Year. Yes, category. we do. Um, but yeah, I just, there's something I thought of while watching that. I mean, I think, I, th- I, th- I mean, the Grammys have other ways of honoring artists 
um, you know, they'll they'll have like a trustees award, you know, which is not a Grammy, but you know, they'll have ways of like rec- people in the Hall of Fame or kind of legend award. They'll have other ways of but recognizing be them for like retrospective kind of things as opposed I, to. I think current. it's because the Grammy Awards have all their all their categories are for a specific piece of recorded work. Yeah, yeah, which or, is what it's all about because yeah. it's about the music industry, it's the recording academy. Yeah. Yep. Um, but who knows? You know, as they as they and other every other award show has to face challenges of keeping eyeballs tuning in you know will that mean they'll have to sort of judge the nominations a bit more just like they've already done with expanding the top 40 yep. category right, you know nominees. one one thing that i do hope uh i've been thinking about this a, um, a little bit is that i hope that by expanding the categories they make some room for completely unexpected choices and i think that what look i, I was i uh, i'm a big i still am and and have long been like a big indie rock fan and indie rock is like never ever ever represented Does at the Arcade Grammys. Fire count? As yeah. Indie bon Iver? Bon Iver? They didn't didn't they both win for Those are rare ex- rare ex- yeah. yeah. I should say ne- not never ever ever. I think they've been purposely trying to restrain the indie rock the past few years afraid that it would sort of screw up their hope of getting a freaking hip hop album to win. But anyway, <laughs> indie rock. I, I think that's a fair point, but I do think that like look, I would love like a Latin album to get nominated. Mm. I'd love to like I I'd love to make some room, I mean, we've talked about like uh, in in our New York office, we've talked about like what are what are the odds that BTS gets nominated for a major Grammy? Like, I think that'd be cool. Zero. Like, I think that I think it would be <laughs> Keith says zero, but obviously making a massive yeah. impact in the U.S. Like, yeah, yeah I even look, if it's it would Korean be language. completely unexpected, and I think that's part of the fun of these things. They're not it's, they're it's, not eligible for best new artist, by the way. No, oh, I really? mean maybe maybe look fake love, man. Maybe fake love sneaks in. No. Fake love. What do you call it? you calling fake love for record of the year now? I'm not. I'm just saying that like it would be cool to have something unexpected and then have me call Keith the morning of the nominations and be like, Shut "Hey up. Keith, there is a remember? spot." I mean, they would fit into these the cat smaller categories, not the big four. Like they would fit into like the world albums, maybe. Area. Uh, I'm not really sure. Anyway, anyway, I but I do. <laughs> I mean, that I would love nothing more than like if there was like top eight for album of the year. Like, what if there is room for a a classical album? Or some sort of rant, like the most like sort of lauded classical opera album of this year that really like made waves in the classical community and is something that Andrea Bocelli C no not like that like, oh, like I mean Andrea actually back. not eligible not, not eligible, eligible. No. It came out but you know maybe or or like a really interesting you know um, like like Jason said a Latin album you know so we always think like really hugely successful things but what if they use this power of eight nominees to sort of shine a light on kind of more obscure things, which is what, you know, historically, if you look at what the Grammys have done, um, like especially in the past, like 30, 30 years, um, you will have these outliers that come in and get a, a, a crazy nomination, like an Esperanza Spalding for, right. for Best and New Artist. And then win. And then win. And that was the year I think Bieber and Nikki were both Correct. nominated, I yes. think, maybe. Bieber, Drake. Drake. Drake, too, Florence yeah. Florence and a Machine. <laughs> And Mumford and Sons. Oh wait, what was the Nikki year? That was before then. Maybe that was after. Okay, it was the year after. Um, Wow. But then you know you'll have. (laughs) But then you have even kind of things that are unexpected, but not entirely out of the realm of possibility, like the Herbie Hancock. A river, the Joni Letters being nominated and winning for album of the year. Steely Dan or Steely Dan. You know things that. But I think those were were tough. (laughs) We are just now. You're just listing things that one album of the year that you feel shouldn't have. Yes, (laughs) maybe I am. (laughs) But and but that's also the other thing where you know these categories. um, Maybe I mentioned this at the top, but I'll just say it again. Um, 
there are many categories at the Grammys, and then we'll start wrapping up. There are many categories at the Grammys, including the top four, where there is an initial vote, a first round voting, where all the the, mem- all the voting members vote, and they pick uh, their five faves in the particular categories. And then um, for certain categories, including the top four, those top vote getters, I'm not sure what the number is. I think it's somewhere around like maybe like 15 or 20, somewhere around there are then sent to a special nominations review Review. committee. And that review committee then ultimately selects the nominees. So, you know, you may be the number four most popular in the first round voting, but the nominations review committee may just say, you know what, we don't want to nominate that thing at number four. And then they'll pull someone at number 20 to elevate them because maybe it's a great thing that maybe didn't have enough mainstream appeal. And in a way, this could have this could have directly impacted someone like Ed Sheeran last mm, year, whose exactly. Divide album we all thought was going to be nominated and then did, wasn't. And surely it had to have had a lot of votes. Yeah. And maybe the review, the secret sauce, special blue ribbon committee, <laughs> which literally just decides the nominees. Yeah. Which I'm like, if I were a voting member, I'd be like really pissed. I'm like, why the hell am I voting? Whatever. <laughs> okay. So um, as we wrap up, um, do we have maybe any... Aside from the big four, are, are we kind of pulling for anyone or any particular song or, or record um, in maybe some of the smaller categories? And, uh, you know, we've mentioned a lot of stuff about music video. That seems to be a very competitive category this <laughs> Indeed. year. Um, I'm I'm kind of hoping that uh, Cher will get nominated for Dancing Queen. Oh, man. Her ABBA tribute album. I believe it is eligible in the best dance electronic album category. Is it al- eligible for album of the year? I don't know. That no, that'll never get nominated there. Shut <laughs> up. Rock. Um, Let's go. I would love Five Seconds of Summer's Young Blood single to be nominated for Best Pop Duo Group Performance. I think that that's totally possible. Totally possible. Um, but they're up against you know all of the weird you know like the middle and of girls like you stuff. So it's and there's only five nominees. So mm-hmm. you know is that possible? And then I had one other one uh, before I uh, I'm letting you have a moment to simmer on this. It'd be kind of fun to see Sting and Shaggy nominated for Best uh, Reggae Album. Oh, 100%. Right. But will they win against whatever Marley put an album out this year is the real how question. Many, mm. if, if they get nominated, how many performances do they get at the Grammys? Oh. I'm going to either say four or five. <laughs> well, They're going to get one for themselves, and then Sting is going to be in some with, special like with Juice World. Yeah, oh, what 100%. What if Juice World's nominated gonna for New Artist? It's going to be like... Because um, Juice World's hit single, what's the name of it again? Lucid uh, Dreams. <laughs> Shut up, Jason. Sam stings shape of my heart right it does <laughs> and sting gave juice world a cosign too recently he's like on board of Sting it. did <laughs> he's so cool sting um so do you, are you guys looking for like maybe like uh some you know you mentioned a lot of indie rock stuff are you hoping for any particular things jason in like the alternative or rock categories that maybe we haven't talked about um i just hope more women get nominated in the rock categories and, and it's something that we've seen a lot of where all like in my opinion all the most compelling rock music being made today is being made predominantly by women um and are are christine the queens considered absolutely not no okay fine but (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) but you know i'm thinking of like like mitski and snail mail and soccer mommy and you're just making up names i'm just making up like uh i don't know if the julian baker album which came out late last year would be will soccer well. mommy get nominated i mean again probably not but will like, baby shark is... be nominated <laughs> <laughs> in kids 
It okay, might be. Right. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> don't you don't you miss this pop shop magic between the two the of us? The truth is, I was gonna say share too, and you stole <laughs> mine. You stole it. So I have one small thing um, that I was thinking about. Uh, I was thinking when we were uh, watching John Mayer accept his Legend of Live award mm-hmm. for the Billboard Live Music Summit. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Um, I love New Light. Yes, it's a crazy bizarre Light. song. And he's gotten plenty of Grammy love in the past. Like, they clearly love him, and I think they still embrace him as, like, this guy who's, like, keeping guitar alive. And um, there is a guitar solo in New Light. And I think that um, – I, th- I think it could get some – like, snuck in. I'm not sure if it would be pop or – I don't know rock where they performance. would – I don't know where they would tuck it. It was on our rock charts. I don't, yeah. I don't know where it goes exactly, but um, I think it should get some love. Well, one last thing before – because it looks like you're about to wrap up, Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I think will be interesting to see if the Grammys nominate in a real way, in especially in the general categories, we haven't mentioned Travis Scott, who's mm. had one of the biggest years of anybody this year, um, and and has had huge hits. Um, it'll be interesting to see like if Astro World get nominated for album of the year. I mean, it'll I don't get think a rap so. album nomination. Oh, well, yeah, I don't amazing. think so, but like it I think that would be with pretty eight? cool. Yeah, it's like possible. I, th- mm-hmm. I mean, talk about talk about um, appealing to like a younger demographic. Like a lot of people would care if Astro World was nominated, or if, if Sicko Mode was nominated for Record of the Year. Like I think that like. I'm not expecting those things, but I think it'll be interesting to see how they play out. And, I mean, he did include some, you know, legendary artists in that album, including Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Wonder. Ooh, Stevie and... Wonder, Sting, Juice World, and <laughs> Travis Scott together in one all-star cross-generational <laughs> performance. Shaggy. Travis is known for being very, like, experimental musically. Cher shows and up. Taking... <laughs> Travis takes a lot of risks. He's not, like, color by numbers with his music, and so maybe the Academy will appreciate that. So many surprises. So many categories. What? The Pop Shop group back together again. This is great. Or for the first time. The very first time. <laughs> true. Tune in to the uh, Grammy nominations on December 5th. And, of course, go to Billboard.com uh, because we'll be covering the heck out of it. Yes, you know we, we will. will. And um, uh, what else do we have to say about nominations? Anything else? That's it? That's it. I think we really covered it. Yeah. And yeah. I hope all our predictions come true. Thanks, guys. Bye. Made this here with all the ice on in the booth At the gate outside, when they pull up, they give me loose Yeah, jump out, boys, that's Nike boys hopping our coast This shit way too big, when we pull up, give me the loot Oh, that was such a fun chat Yes um, It was It was so great actually having uh, all three of us in the same room together mm-hmm. um, A pop shop first Yeah, a pop shop first You, you, you heard it here first <laughs> um, And, you know, we didn't fly off the rails too much not too much. I mean, I realize that I don't seem to remember uh, which <laughs> which video treatment goes with which Drake song. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, Katie <laughs> certainly did, and she still giggles over it. I mean, I saw clearly. I saw all the videos. I just liked how he just kept cycling through them. It was so good. Mm. It really brought me joy. Um, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> clearly, it still does. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, tune into the Grammy nominations uh, next week, or depending on when you're hearing this, it could have already happened, to see if uh, some of the folks that we listed uh, actually get a nod. It'll be yeah. interesting because we, I don't even think on any of the categories do we actually name eight possible contenders. That's a good point. It's just all- super hard now with eight. But, I mean, it's it's easier and harder. It's like we might be right because there's more <laughs> opportunities to be right, but it's also, it's it seems like it would be even harder to, to guess those deeper 
uh, nominees. The, the deep cuts. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think what Jason said towards the end where he was saying, like, maybe this will be opportunity for... It's a chance for them to get weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, throw in, like, a, a random, like, Latin album. I love that. Or... I really, I hope that... I actually would not be surprised if that's how the Grammys go because they have honored some kind of left field things in the past. I think that would definitely be the the way to do it yeah. is to use those extra categories to like, um, give somebody some shine. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, the more I think about it, I'm like, oh, like, who else could it be? I don't know. We'll find out next week. <laughs> Indeed. And now it's time for the chart stat of the week. Not a cloud in the sky. Got the sun in my eyes. And I won't be surprised if it's a dream. Everything I want the world to be. 45 years ago this week. The brother-sister duo of The Carpenters hit number one on the Hot 100 with Top of the World. The tune climbed three to one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart dated December 1st, 1973. It was the second number one for the pair, siblings Richard and Karen Carpenter, who previously topped the list with They Long to Be Close to You. They would later score a third and final number one with Please Mr. Postman. The Carpenters notched a dozen top 10 hits in the 1970s and were so hot that decade, every one of their 17 chart entries from 1970s Close to You through 1976's I Need to Be in Love reached the top 40. All told, the act accumulated 20 top 40 charting singles in their chart career. The Carpenters collected their final charting single in 1982 with Beechwood 45789, which peaked at number 74 on May 8th, 1982, less than a year before Karen died of heart failure caused by complications related to anorexia. So there you have it, a kind of sad chart set mm-hmm. of the week. 45 years ago this week, the Carpenters were on top of the world with Top of the World. I'm on top of the world, looking down on creation and the only explanation I can find. Okie dokie. Do you have any, uh, are you a fan of the Carpenters? Well, I was going to say, I think we've talked about this before, but Dan has a cousin who does like a Karen Carpenter tribute show and I, in Las Vegas. And I've seen a video clip of, of her performing a song and yes. it was, it was, it was, it was pretty great. She's been working at, uh, she's like, she goes thrifting for all of like Karen's outfits. What was and the, I think you, I, there was one song you, you particularly showed me. I was like, wow, this, this is pretty great. Oh yeah. She's been working on getting that voice, that voice quality, which is, I mean, that's a hard it's voice. Karen, it's, it's a Karen beautiful Carpenter. classic voice. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't, if you haven't listened to the Carpenters and maybe, you know, you haven't, Karen Carpenter is one of the most beautiful voices, and really all of her singles are just just sterling. So just go check out their greatest hits. Check out you know the song we just played, "Top of the World." And check full. out "Tommy Boy," where they sing um, "Superstar" in the car. <laughs> That's a segue. <laughs> Do you remember that scene? It's so good. I I have not seen "Tommy <laughs> oh, Boy." What? <laughs> it's a classic. Well, holds I, up. I don't remember. I don't remember Drake videos, and I haven't seen Tommy Boy. I failed you. Um, so, what song should we go out on? Oh man, Superstar. Yes. <laughs> All right. See you guys next time.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.